This episode of EM Weekly has been archived. The ideas presented by the former host of EM Weekly may not reflect or represent the values of the Readiness Lab and the Doberman Emergency Management Group. Out of respect for the guests who contributed to this episode, it remains available online. EM Weekly starting right now, bringing emergency managers from around the world together to learn, share and collaborate. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, and welcome to the EM Weekly Show. And this is your host, Todd DeVoe, speaking your emergency management podcast today. And this is the 2019 version of the top 10 books that belong on an emergency manager's bookshelf. And how did this process work, you might ask? Well, simple. If you were a member of the EM Weekly group on Facebook, We've been having a poll that's been up for, oh, just about two months. And you are able to nominate and also vote on various different books that emergency managers think belong on the bookshelf. I want, first, I want to thank everybody who participated in voting. And it was, uh, it was, it was interesting, some of the books that came across um, as the books that belong on an emergency manager's bookshelf. But the, uh, uh, the voting um, was, was fierce, if you will. But uh, at the end, uh, the number one book really pulled away from the from the rest of the crowd, and you'll see pretty quickly who uh, made it and who didn't make it um, in this process. And and at first, I want to start with some of the honorable mentions, and that I think some of them are kind of funny. So the emergency response guide uh, was posted on there, and uh, I guess that is a book. And it probably does belong in your go kit for sure, especially if you are one of the responders. Uh, but uh, that made it on the list. So whether you, it's on your bookshelf or it's in your book uh, bag, either way, you probably should have that. Pride of Ownership, um, that's uh, more of a, a book about um, a business book, if you will. But I, I understand that it's a leadership book as well. Um, and then you have... Coming Plague, uh, Cadillac Desert, and uh, you know that's a great book as well. Um, it's been on the nomination list last year as well, and uh, but it didn't make it, and it didn't make it again this year as a top ten. But I think that's a great book, so I still think it should uh, be uh, recommended. And uh, Extreme Ownership, which was on last year's top ten, um, and it didn't uh, didn't make it uh, up there this year. But I thought that was kind of interesting to mention that one as well. So let's start with the number 10 book. And, uh, and, and, and it's interesting because, again, last year with Extreme Ownership um, and uh, that the, the author of that book was on twice, we're going back with the same type of thing with this author is on this list twice. It's uh, Simon Sinek. And we actually had somebody from the Simon Sinek uh, group a couple years ago on the podcast talking about leadership and really what it means to be an emergency manager and, and a leadership leader. And I understand why this made this on the list. And uh, it is start with why, how great leaders inspire everyone. And, you know, if you haven't seen Simon speak, it's he's an amazing speaker, first of all. And he really gets into um, what leadership is and, and what that means. And starting with why, and that's what we had the podcast about, is what is your why? And interestingly enough, we just have a, a webinar uh, 
last month. And one of the questions that came up is, is what drives you to be an emergency manager? And, you know, why did you get into this field? And I could say it starts with your why. Like, and your why is a very important question. And you need to take a step back and take a look at what that means for you and why you do what you do. Right. And that, that is like, like why you tie your shoes or along those lines, but why, why do you get up in the morning and, and what makes you, what drives you to be a good person, first of all, to, and then to be a good member of society and then to be a good, you know, emergency manager or whatever your profession is, you know, it starts with why and what is your why. And, uh, that's a great recommendation. The next one that comes up is the art of visual listening. And I think that's an interesting book as, as well. And the idea of what is visual listening, it's listening to not just to the things around you as far as auditory, but also paying attention to your mind and to your eyes, what you see. And I think that's kind of a, uh, it's kind of an interesting uh, uh, nomination as well. Number seven comes along the line. Um, and this is our first real, when I say real, a book that was specifically made for emergency management. And uh, that's uh, uh, Drabeck's book, um, The Social Dimensions of Disaster. And I have to say, I am, and I did not nominate this book, <laughs> but I'm going to be teaching a class uh, this spring about the uh, uh, emergency management um, and the social aspects of emergency management and what's that mean. And I think... When you start taking a look at what Drabeck writes, specifically uh, The Human Side of Disasters, um, that's another good book from his, is that realistically, if, if we have a natural disaster, if you will, you know, fire, tsunami, and it doesn't hit any humans, it's a natural event, right? And there might be some issues associated with it, but if it doesn't impact uh, humans, is it really a disaster? We can We can argue back and forth on that, but... Realistically, the social dimensions of disasters is really important to understand because that's kind of why we're here, right? Anyway, those those are some of the books that are coming down on the bottom. Now that we're moving up, we have uh, Black Wave, and and uh, I actually did nominate this book, and it is a it's a really uh, great book by uh, Dr. Ulrich. I had him on the show talking about the triple disaster in Japan, and if you have not seen or heard of that show, I should say, heard, not seen, uh, take time to listen to the black wave and, and, and what Daniel has to say specifically about some of the social contracts that happen. When I say contracts, I'm talking about the idea of, uh, what do we do with our elderly and our young, um, people not getting married, uh, because they fat, their family comes from Fukushima, things like this. It's really, really an interesting take a look. And it, it kind of, piggybacks on the social dimensions of disaster from Drayback, but this has empirical data that it's a, it's a really well-written book. It's not boring. It's not an academic book. It can be used as an academic book, but the data is there. Um, the, the study's been there. The Daniel went back to Japan multiple times for multiple months to study the impacts of those three disasters, the tsunami, the earthquake, and the uh, nuclear uh, emergency that's still going on over in Japan today. And there's some really interesting uh, takes upon that. 
The next book is uh, Emergency Management and the American Experience by Claire Rubin. And anything from Claire Rubin is, is an amazing, well-written book. Again, this is going to be another academic book uh, that you should take a look at. This is the third edition of Recommended. And um, uh, Carol, thank you for that recommendation. Again, it's it's taken that really deep experience of the American experience of, of emergency management um, and how, realistically, how American influence across the world in the field of emergency management um, is really important to really understand. Anyway, I think that's a, a, another uh, great, great book. We're coming up here to the top here. And another leadership book, it's uh, Stand Up and, and Lead. And uh, I didn't really get into this book. It's, it's another leadership book. Leadership in general is, is always making the top um, click on, on these, um, these polls because I think as emergency managers, like I said before, we are leaders and, and we should always continue to learn um, how to be a good leader and how to, how to um, really influence, I don't want to say influence people in the wrong way, but influence people to do the right thing. Here it comes. This was on the top 10 list last year. It's on the top 10 list again. And so now we're at the top five books uh, that belong on an emergency manager's bookshelf. And it is The Unthinkable by Amanda Ripley. Again, what a great book. If you have not read this book, I, I think you're under a rock. And, and and I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but this is an amazing book. I have read it a couple times. I've seen her speak a couple times. Uh, at uh, IEM was one of them. And I think it was another conference in DC that I was at that I saw her speak. And she's a good speaker. Um, and if you don't know her story, so she was a Time Magazine reporter. And she um, traveled to all of these disaster zones and started seeing a, a pattern of how people survived um, after disasters. And in, in that aspect of it, it's people who read the plane exit guides on their on the back of their uh, on the back of the seat in front of them. Those are the ones that survive plane crashes. Those that listen to the the safety warnings of there here are the exits here, you know, whatever. Those are the people who survived. Listening to the person who's wearing a uniform makes sense, right? And we do that. And for those people who think fast to about disasters, about emergencies that are going on, have saved lives. And I think it's important for us to to even go to the point to where it was a, a busboy um, who saved lives out of fire uh, at the uh, Hollywood um, uh, or Beverly Hills, no Hollywood Dinner Club. It was in Ohio. Um, really interesting stories. You should really take a look at it if you have not read this. I highly recommend putting this on on your list. All right. Well, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back from this break, we will hear the top four books that an emergency manager should have on their bookshelf. Seconds count during an emergency. That's why at Titan HST, we're always inventing new technology to help people stay safe and help people who can provide help get connected with people who need help. At Titan HST, we've deployed mesh networking, allowing emergency communication even when networks are down, augmented reality, and real-time translation. We believe in the power of people to help each other stay safe and thrive. 
Welcome back from that quick break. And thank you so much for listening to our sponsor. And without them, we really could not bring the quality of programming that we're bringing to you uh, here in the field of emergency management. So please reach out to them. Let them know that you heard them here on EM Weekly. And uh, yeah, we'd love to you know, keep bringing these programs out to you. So the next book that's on the list is Managing the Unexpected. And this is a business book, actually, uh, regarding basically managing things in, in a crisis, right? And it's different things like here in the five hallmarks of reliable organizations. It's a preoccupation with failure, reluctance to simple, uh, simplify interpretations, sensitivity to operations, commitment to resiliency, difference to um, expertise. Take a look at this. The authors write about having a flexible culture that adapts to changing demands. Okay. And so the key assumption uh, behind the call for flexible culture is the information that tends to flow more freely when hierarchies are flattened and the rank uh, defers to, to technical expertise. And so I think we see this in emergency management to where I think at times that like our leadership does not defer to expertise, right? When we see these things occur, it tends to be when disasters get out of control. Uh, Katrina is a really good example of that um, and, and other ones as well. But, you know, where the politicians kind of got in the way uh, of the running of the, uh, of the event. The next one, this is the coming up here, is, of course, Dennis Maletti, right? Uh, disasters by design. You know, actually, this is the quintessential uh, disaster book. Really, I don't want to say the first one because there's sure there's some before it. But if you have not read Disasters by Design, again, you are behind the eight ball as an emergency manager. And this is some of the one of the books that a lot of schools will have people read specifically in their training. Um, but Dennis Maletti really talks about again the social side of disaster. Um, how do we communicate with people during disasters? And I think, again, anything by Dennis Bloody, you're you're not going to go uh, go wrong. The next book, I nominated this book as well. It is Your It. It's a crisis change and and how to lead when it matters most. And again, on the top ten books, here we have another leadership book, and I think that's a theme this year through the emergency management group here that it's it's about leadership. This is coming from Eric McNulty. We've had Eric on the show a couple times, and the book is outstanding. Um, I, I've read it. Uh, I have a copy of the book behind me. <laughs> uh, it, it's one that I I really I think that everybody should be looking at. And it's not just about you know, the disaster when leadership goes in there. It's also other types of crisis that could occur in your, in your community within your organization. Um, and, and being it, being it is when you get tapped on the, on the shoulder saying, okay, you're up, bud. This is time for you to lead. Are you ready to do this? Are you ready to, st- to step forward? Because all of us out there may be it at some point, right? We're in this field of emergency management our leader might go down for whatever particular reason and you might have to step up and and actually take that role um, as a leader and if you're not ready if if you if you fail at that point uh, it's going to have impacts not just on yourself but on your organization so are you it are you ready to be it and and that's that question that's asked in there here comes the book of 2019 that you should have on your bookshelf it's leaders eat last. And again, that's a Simon Sinek book. So he bookends, <laughs> no, pun, no pun intended, our, our, our book 
bookcase, our bookshelf. Um, and uh, Leaders Eat Last by by uh, Simon Sinek. And this is one of those things that, it's, for me, as a guy who was in the military, um, we've always, you know, this is something that was, that we're trained to do, right? That the the junior enlisted guy, the, the, the E1, the guy who just graduates from boot camp and gets to your organization, he's going to be the first guy in the chow line, um, and he should eat first. And I've taken that to heart, not just in the sense of, of, you know, with my, with my crew, when we're out doing things that I'm going to make sure that they're taken care of. Because again, as, as a leader, right, it's not them serving you. And it's about you as a leader, making sure that your team, your, your job as a leader is to be there for your team. Your team is not there for you. And I think that if you don't embrace that, I don't want to say you think, I know that if you don't embrace that, you're wrong, right? You need to be there for your team. You need to lead in the front, right? You need to make sure that your job as a leader is to make sure that you are stepping in the way of the flack that's coming towards your team. Now, mind you, you want to make sure your team understands that they got to work hard, right? And they're going to have to, uh, to go forward and, and, uh, and make sure they're doing things for you, right? As far as making sure that their jobs are being done. But as they're doing their job, your job is to run interference for them and and make sure that no one is messing with them so they can do their job, right? And uh, and of course, I mean, you don't want them to do stuff that's wrong, right? So, you know, you're gonna have to go through that process. But your, your job is not to kiss the butt of the person above you. Your job is to deflect any... Uh, thing that's coming down and, and take that hit for your team. And that's what I really learned uh, from the military. That is what you'll learn from the book, Leaders Eat Last, is that you have to lead from the front and you have to service your team. I hope that you all have a great, great Thanksgiving today. I want to thank you all uh, for listening to Ian Weekly and being really part of, of this family that I have here. Um, it's great that people uh, get to reach out to me and, and I get to meet you all when I go to the different conferences and 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 uh, talk to you about you know different programs that are happening and, and that you guys have um, reached out and, and asked to uh, what different shows and things that we could talk about and different topics. I do appreciate everything that you guys do. Thank you so much for, for serving your community. Thank you so much for serving your team. Hey, don't forget to uh, sign up on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, or any other social media that's out there. And uh, please follow us um, on your uh, favorite podcast uh, listening platform. And also, subscribe. Thank you very much, and have a blessed day.